I want to say aloha to my guest this week on the podcast, uh, a longtime friend, Michaela Foley. Michaela, I don't remember the first time we met. I remember a little bit in middle school. You were boys with my friend Scott, and I remember he introduced me to you at some point in the hallway outside of art class. I don't know why I remember that, but I do. So that's the first time I, I came across you. And then I remember in 10th grade, we sat next to each other in math class. Everyone had these two math teachers our sophomore year, but we somehow had this guy, Mr. Choi, who was just this rando that wasn't a great teacher. And I just remember looking over to you. You, you sat next to me because it's Farkas and Foley. You would be freaking out every five minutes. You had like a heart attack every day in class, stressing over your work. Those are my earliest memories of you. And then our friendship kind of, kind of uh, progressed throughout the years. I had Sarah Jane Phillips on last week. You were great friends with her. Um, so I started hanging out with you guys and we hung out a bunch in college and, uh, it's been great keeping up with you all these years. You're in Hawaii, hence the aloha. How are you, Mark? I'm doing great. I cannot forget Mr. Choi, of course, that was a struggle of a year, but, uh, that was some good times. And yeah, I remember Sarah's party. You guys were talking about that last week going outside in the snow, enjoying that. I remember you were like, someone give me a hug. I need a hug. I went over and gave you a big hug. I think that's really where our friendship blossoms. But Oh my gosh, I love that. I yeah. love that. It is, it, <laughs> is so, it is so funny that you were the one stressing out in school because now you're a teacher. If you would have told me in 10th grade that this girl crying next to me over what a quadrilateral is that she would be a teacher now. I'd been like, no, she's not. She's not going to be a teacher, but here we are. So I'm proud of you. Oh, thank you so much. Yeah. You, if you told me that too, math has always just been a real struggle for me. So really, really was a tough year that 10th grade year quadrilaterals, proofs, all of that. But yeah, I'm teaching second grade now out here. It's, Every day is very interesting, especially teaching them online right now. Been teaching fully online since the pandemic hit, so it's been it's been a wild ride. Some of the things you see both in school and online is always very interesting. But I'm happy I'm doing it. I I'm really loving it. So that's the important thing. All right. So I want to talk about teaching a little bit later. I want to go a little chronological here. So. You went to Marist, which was the school that I really badly wanted to go to. I fell in love with the school when I visited there. But when it came down to decision time, um, there was no subject that I really wanted to study. I didn't have any direction, really. I didn't know what I wanted to do. So I couldn't really justify going to a school that costs more than a state school, like a SUNY Albany or a SUNY Oswego that I was considering going to. So because I didn't there was no specific reason for me to go to Marist academically other than just, it's a cool school. I want to go there. My parents weren't really cool with it. So I wanted to go to Marist. I didn't. You ended up going there because, and you knew that you were going to go there for a couple of years because of a soccer scholarship. So I'm jealous of you forever. I want to know what were your favorite parts about Marist? Wow. Uh, favorite parts. I mean, the education itself, I think was well worth any of the challenges that I maybe experienced uh, there. Um, definitely helped me get out to where I am now and hope, excuse me, in Hawaii and 
Um, just getting the position at this school wouldn't be possible without going to Marist. So the education was awesome. Um, I had some really great professors, really great connections with them. Um, actually, my senior year, I ended up going out to Georgia, um, to Savannah with one of my professors and um, helping present um, about this class that she was running. And I was one of the first people in the classes. So uh, just a lot of great educational opportunities there. Um, so actually, Marist has this program. It's like a spring attachment um, where they send students out to different schools here on Oahu. Actually, I think on Big Island as well. Um, so that was a program I always wanted to do just because trip to Hawaii, being able to study while out here. It was only like two weeks long. Um, Unfortunately, financially, that wasn't going to happen, but I always kind of kept it in the back of my mind, knowing that there's a lot of connections out here. So um, ended up kind of taking a chance, getting in connection with um, the former principal at my school. And I think that's the best thing that Marist has given me is just the opportunity to see other parts of the world and obviously a, a really, a really cool career path. So did you that ever, was probably the highlight. <laughs> did you ever visit the culinary school while you were there? They're pretty close to each other in Poughkeepsie. Yeah, just down the road. I actually have only been one time, probably one of my biggest regrets at Marist after doing it the one time is not going more often, but I went to the Italian restaurant there. It was so amazing. And they have like a set menu for, I don't know if each restaurant is like this, but the Italian place I went to, um, they just like bring out the menu. They're like, this is what we're going to give you tonight. And they just come around and give you like a scoop of each. And then if you ever want more, you'll just be like, raise your hand. Like, oh, I want more of whatever it is. I want more of the vodka sauce or whatever you wanted. It was a really incredible experience. You have to go there. I'll, I'll have to let you know what the Italian restaurant is called because that one I highly recommend. Okay. Yeah, I've heard yeah. amazing things about it. Um, so you were an athlete there playing soccer. D1, one of the the uh, few D1 people that I know. Um, there's a lot out there about, you know, Division One athletes, what it's like to be a, a Division One college athlete, whether you're like a high-level athlete at a high-level program at a lower-level school, whether you're a man or woman, everyone experiences it differently. So I'm curious, what was the experience like for you? Um, I think looking back on it, it was a good experience, very good learning experience. Um Definitely met some of my best friends are all from my soccer team at Marist. Um, you know, some of my friends that I'm sure will probably be in my wedding. They'll be there later on when I'm 50 years old, old in my life. So just the connections you make with your teammates um, was something that I really cherish that Marist soccer gave me. Definitely. Um, it was definitely difficult to manage being an athlete and being a student at the same time, especially the program I was in. Um, anyone who does teaching know that there's field work, there's student teaching. So that was almost like a second job as it was. And then on top of having soccer there too, um, that was a challenge, but I think I learned some good like time management techniques from that. Playing itself was tough. Um, I think most people, doesn't really matter if you're even D1, D3, um, whatever level you're playing at, 
the expectations um, from your coach is usually much higher than a high school athlete. Um, I didn't always really see eye to eye with my college coach, which made things a little difficult for me. But at the end of the day, I was able to play four years. I didn't really play all that much my first year, but my, my following three years, I played a lot. And I know a lot of college athletes can't say that they got a whole lot of time playing. So that's something I did appreciate. Um, and man, I, I don't play now, but I miss it so much. I miss being a part of the team. I miss having all my friends around me, my soccer buddies around me. So a lot of pros and cons to playing, uh, collegiate level sports, whatever, whatever level it may be. That was kind of going to be my next question. Did during it, you're obviously doing so much work, school, all the demands of it. You have a crazy schedule that is blocked out for you by the moment. Um, at some, at some points you're kind of not a normal college kid. Were there, were there ever any points where you just didn't think it was all worth it or where you fell out of love with the sport? Oh yeah, absolutely. Um, I think it was probably like my sophomore year. I really wanted to transfer, go to a different school. Um, it was the education that kept me saying like, oh, I want to stay here. I want to push through it just because I'm liking my programs I was in. But uh, there were definitely points in time where I, it didn't seem worth it. The super early morning runs, the lifts right after that, having to like change in the locker room, wipe off your sweat to look professional for your class. Uh, I remember I had this one professor that I would walk into her class after doing like sprints. We'd be doing like 120s and I'd have to, she would always make me change. And I was like, listen, like my practice is until 12.15. The class is at 12.30, like probably not going to look that professional. And she'd always be like, you look sick. You don't look well. I'd be like, yeah, I didn't look well. I just did sprints for 20 minutes straight and then sprinted to your class. So it was, it was tough to manage sometimes, but I'm happy I did it. I'm happy I stuck through it. Um, I mean, soccer has always been so important to me, um, just being part of a team. And um, I, I think I made the best decision just staying and sticking it out. For sure. What made you decide to want to become a teacher? Um, you know, I've always enjoyed when I was at Shen, actually, we would do like summer camps, Shen girls summer camps. Um, so I enjoyed teaching kids how to play soccer. Um, I think that's really where I got my roots of wanting to just teach in general or coach in general. Um, so that's probably where it started initially. And then moving into school, I didn't really know exactly what I wanted to do. I had a few different things that I was interested in. Um, but I kind of just took like a basic teaching 101 course. Seemed really interesting to me. I took a few different psych courses along with that. Um, and it just seemed like it would be something that was fitting for me in my future. But I don't know if it will forever be for me. Um, definitely the last year just teaching online has made me consider other options. Um, so I'm enjoying it now, but I don't know if it'll be forever for me for sure. Okay. What are some of those other options that you might be thinking about? 
Um, so I am trying to go back to school, hopefully in the summer or in the fall. Um, I don't know exactly when I'll be able to start up. Um, I'm just hoping for something outside of the classroom where I can still be affecting students. Maybe it will be like an administration um, or if I could work for some sort of curriculum company um, and help design curriculums uh, for students. So I still want to be involved within like a school community, but um, being within the classroom, just there's a lot of expectations for teachers and um, not really a whole lot of, not a lot of like wiggle room for teachers. So there's like high expectations, but also like you don't really get paid a lot with the high expectations. So I don't know. I feel like I could be doing a little bit more outside of the classroom, getting a little bit more out of my career. Now, each state has their own different educational standards. What it is in Hawaii is different from where we grew up in New York. So what is it like in Hawaii? What is the educational system like there? And how do you feel about it? Oh, wow. It's uh, a loaded question, <laughs> for sure. Um, Your bosses aren't listening I mean, I can't really speak to New York State all that much. I never worked there. Um, unfortunately, this year with Hawaii being kind of surviving off of tourism, and obviously this state doesn't have many people coming in and visiting, there's really not that much money in the state right now. And the first thing that's always cut is education, which really sucks. Doesn't matter if you're Title I school or where you're your school is at, um, you know, what type of community it's in. So unfortunately this year I've been struggling a lot with possible pay cuts, furloughs. Um, it seems like every time our union like fights against it and they gets past it, it's like two weeks later, the state's like, oh, we're going to come and take more of your money. I'm like, shit, I don't have any money to begin with. You want to take more? So that's definitely a struggle is just the constant, I guess, fight with the state over how much money we get. And the community I work in is definitely like low socioeconomic. So the kids they will come to school without any of the materials they need. And I'm not really getting much help from the state or higher ups to get the resources for these kids. So it ends up coming out of teacher's pocket. So, um, I don't know. There, our, our union has been good. I haven't had anything taken from you, me yet, but it sucks just always having to like fight for the basics, just fight to, to get paid. So that's, that's definitely a struggle. And that makes me want to kind of get outside the classroom and hopefully affect some sort of change from higher up. Yeah, that, that really sucks. And you're absolutely right that when times are tough, the first thing that goes is education. And even more so for me, um, I am much of who I am today because of the arts, you know, the music program and the musical theater program, that stuff even more is, is going to be cut. It was already going to be cut, has been just over the last decade. So even more so it is, which just sucks because I, I feel you develop so much as a child that way, having those things, because it's how oh, you yeah. find out, you know, about your, what creative skills you have and how you express yourself. So that sucks. Yeah, totally does. And actually on top of that, I'm sure you remember going to like PE class, going to see the music teacher. 
So like I'm the PE teacher, I'm the music teacher. I do all of that stuff too. We don't have teachers in those positions. So that's just another expectation that they're wanting regular gen ed teachers to do. And I have to teach all of that on top of the regular curriculum. Wow. So very high expectations for sure out here. In elementary school, it's like, all right, my teacher, Mr. Johnson, all right, Troy in class, you guys go off to coach Fenton. All right. For an hour, Mm -hmm. I get to sit here and do whatever, take my break. So you don't get that. No, not at all. Although it is, it is fun for the most part. Like when I'm the one that's teaching PE for the grade level, like I'm outside for five hours a day in a beautiful area in Hawaii, like got a huge grass field and like, I get to just run around with these kids and like enjoy the, the nature and enjoy teaching. And I mean, those are the times that I do really appreciate. So as much as it sucks, sometimes I do still try to make the best of it. So obviously I'm not with the kids outside right now. We're all online, but I do. I did appreciate that when we were face to face for sure. Okay. So I want to go back to would have been like 2018 when you came out of college. All right. So you're coming out of college, trying to figure out what is next. How did you land upon this opportunity of teaching and living in Oahu? Well, um, actually I very much remember in like February of my senior year. So February of 2018, there was a huge snowstorm and there was supposed to be like a teacher recruitment day at New Paltz right near Marist. I had like loads of interviews lined up. I think probably like 20 different schools I was supposed to be meeting with. That whole thing was canceled because of a huge blizzard, huge snowstorm. And I was like really, really banking on that for at least some connections with schools. Ended up getting like one person calling me back after that. Um, So it's just hard to find a job like in New York. And also on top of being a a D1 athlete, I wasn't really able to do go abroad or really travel around, especially with my major, it made it difficult to have any of those opportunities. So um, the blizzard and just the opportunity to come out here, I was like, I need to travel. I need to get out of here. I need to see something new in the world, experience new things outside New York state. So I kind of just took the leap of faith and came out here. Um, Luckily there was a lot of Marist students do come out here and teach out here. So at my school currently, I think there's like seven of us that came from Marist. So there is quite a few people out here already, which made it a little bit more comfortable for me coming to this new area. Um, but yeah, I'm so happy I did it. I, I was probably the best decision I've ever made is coming out here. Were you scared at all? <sighs> Definitely. I think for anyone moving somewhere new, it's, it's a scary. That far away. It's a scary, yeah, definitely a scary feeling, but it was more of just excitement, um, ready to start a new chapter in my life. Um, I think throughout high school and throughout college, like soccer was always like my focus, got me through school. Um, and as soon as that was over, I was ready to just like start something new. So 
definitely Hawaii is very new. It's very different than what we're used to. Definitely delivered. All right. So I imagine I know the answer to the question, but what are the best parts about living in Hawaii? Best parts. Well, obviously the beautiful beaches, beautiful hikes, like you can drive 20 minutes from here. I could be on an awesome hike, like up thousands or hundreds of feet up, hike back down to the bottom, get in my car, drive 20 minutes. And I'm on this exquisite beach that anyone in the world would love to be on. So it has, has so much to offer just beauty wise. Um, I feel like there's always something to do. There's always a new hike to see new place to explore new restaurant to try. So everything, although I've been here for two and a half, almost three years, I feel like I still have things on my list, on my bucket list to check off. Um, also I can fly to another Island within like 30 minutes for like a hundred bucks, 120 bucks. I could spend a day there. I could spend a quick weekend there, but it's like another whole place to adventure out to. So I always feel like there's things that I could be really active with here. Whereas at home, I, I feel like the only activity I was really getting was just through sports. So there's, there's a lot of options out here for sure. Lots of fun things to do out here. <laughs> now, I'm really curious about the culture there. I remember in college, I read an article about just the Hawaiian culture and how a lot of the, the native, native people didn't really like the tourists. Obviously, it's such a huge part of what keeps everyone in business and it's a huge part of it, so yeah. it's a necessary evil, but they didn't like the tourists necessarily for not respecting their, their customs and their traditions and whatnot. So do you see that there? Oh yeah, absolutely. <laughs> like, so the area that I work in, um, is super local. Like most of my kids are native Hawaiian. Um, in fact, I think like the official language at my school is like Hawaiian Creole or like uh, Hawaiian pigeon. So just the language itself, the kids will come in. I don't even want to say any of the words that they'll say, but it's just like off. It's like slang English. Um, and the teachers will look at you and they'll, I mean, I'm like the whitest person in the whole, in the whole area. So they'll call you like white girl. They'll call you like Hallie, which means like white person. Um, never in school have my kids come after me and like, like kind of gone after me for being a white person, but as soon as you leave the school, people at the beaches, like they'll call you out on just being like, not from the islands. But it's, I mean, it's certain areas. I'm just in like a very local area where I teach. So yeah, it can be, it can be very interesting. Some of the things you hear from the kids. A lot of the times too, I won't really know what they're talking about, especially when I first move here. They'll use little slangs that I've just never heard. Like, I'm trying to think what is it my first year here one of my kids he was very like touchy very huggy and he was like all hugging me and touching me like all day like holding my hand and he's like oh miss foley i shouldn't be touching you like i have ukus and i was like okay like all right that's i don't know what ukus is and i went and asked another coworker, and they're like oh that's lice i was like oh, he has lice all over him. That's great. He was just hugging me all day. So it's like little, little stuff like that. 
I've been getting better with learning, but I still feel very much like a, a girl from New York State out here. I do not feel local at all. Do you have a Hawaiian name? Uh, my my first name is Hawaiian. Um, it should be pronounced Makala, but uh, actually I work at Makaha. So instead of the L, it's an H. Uh, I have... I guess my name itself is Hawaiian, but they just call me Miss Foley, my kids out here, or just Michaela. My, you know, outside of classroom, people just call me Michaela. So no, no special name. That's pretty cool. That would be cool though. Yeah, I'm, I'm sure. Cause it's always funny, like with Native American tribes or people in the lands, they have just these names that translate to something in the language. So little research project for you. Um, so you met your boyfriend there right i was kaylin yes kaylin okay i love a good love story how did you guys meet oh so we actually met on a dating app um but we kind of just like hit it off really well from the beginning um first date it was we went surfing together i taught him how to surf so that was really fun oh yeah yeah um that was actually something I started. That was like one of the first thing I, things I wanted to do out here was learn how to surf. Um, but yeah, it's it's been fun. We live together now, um, enjoy each other. We are very adventurous around the island, always going on hikes and visiting different beaches. We like to surf together. So yeah, it's been it's been fun for sure. Yeah, I'm very happy for you. Okay. How did you learn how to surf? I would be terrified of surfing. I don't know if I could ever do it. Yeah, I, you definitely could. It's really not. I think it's scary just watching. I'm sure you've seen like videos, like big wave surfing, like yeah. that's crazy, but that's definitely not what I do out here. Um, one of my roommates, uh, one of the people I moved out here with initially, she had surfed in like New Jersey um, or like Long Island area. So she knew like basics. Um, I actually just like, I rented a board and some of my friends like did help me teach. But when you're out there, you can really just like watch people around you. And that's really how I learned is just like watching people around me trying to like mimic their their motions. Um, I haven't really been going all that much in the past year, but um, I'm definitely no big big wave surfer either little little threes for four footers is what I prefer so what is your what is your physical activity of choice out there um I've been really trying to just stick with like gym workouts as much as COVID will allow me and just to stay safe with that um it I think like in college and high school gave me a lot of like basics with different types of strength training and like outside of actually playing the sport. Um, So I learned a lot of basics, um, but I've been trying to just build off of that. Mostly just like strength training at the gym, love like a hike on the weekends. That will be like my active off day. Um, And I mean, most of the hikes out here are no joke either. So (laughs) that'll definitely keep you in good shape just as it is. But I enjoy just, yeah, hitting the gym or if I'm really tired and exhausted from all day of work, just a nice long walk outside. Um, just getting some fresh air is always most important for me. Yeah. 
What's the best food you've had out there? <sighs> best food. I want to say something like local Hawaiian, but honestly, I don't really like Hawaiian food that much. It, no, do you like poke bowls? Oh, poke is. Uh, that's a tr- that's a Hawaiian thing, right? I guess. Yeah, I'm think. I guess I'm thinking of other types of Hawaiian food, but poke, and also. I see that like poke is becoming big, like in the 518 area. I've seen a lot of like poke bars open up and the, the poke bowls there are like here are very different. It's just like, uh, like ahi with some sort of sauce on rice. And it's, they seem so much like foo-foo-ness, like so extra at home. I don't, I don't know. I'll have to try out one of those places, but yeah, poke is great. Um, I don't know definitely a lot more Asian options out here. Like every place is like an Asian restaurant. When I go home, all I want is like pizza pies, something, some good, like Italian food, but they don't really have that out here. The What's New York favorite? part of me misses that. <laughs> your favorite Clifton Park pizza place? <sighs> I gotta say Venezia. Venezia has always fire. been the best. Yeah. Venezia's I mean, you got like Clifton Park pizzas, like the OG, like Foley fam favorite, yeah. but I've always loved the Venezia. Okay. Sure. My OG Farkas fam favorite is Mama's. Okay. Um, by Exit 8. I also love Grecian Gardens. It's different. Oh, yeah. I love Grecian Gardens. I got that when I was home. Uh, that's the best. That's okay. my parents' favorite place all okay. the time. That's the only place they order out from is Grecian Gardens. They love it. And probably love Powers Pub too. Oh yeah. Powers is good for sure. Yeah. Haven't been there in too long, but it's a good place. Now, um, there was something I would just want to talk to you more about education as well to go back to it. So everyone talks about kids these days, especially younger kids these days are so on phones and tablets and everything all the time. They always have these screens in front of us and people, again, this is just kind of a lazy assumption that they are on these screens all the time. They have no people skills. They'll never make it in the world because they're so plugged in all the time. Like, do you think that's true? Do you see that? Or are they just, just as far along in their development as me and you were in second grade? Um, I think it's just different in general because you think about us in second grade, we didn't really have anything. We had like, I don't know, like type to learn at your technology class or your computer class. So... I don't know hearing kid like some of my kids that have like TikTok or like Instagram, they'll ask to like follow me and stuff like that. That is a little weird for me, just more like social media wise and what that can of worms could open up for, for a little kid. Um, but also part of me is like, wow, these kids are learning so much about technology and about these 21st century skills that they're going to need for the rest of their life. As much as it, sucks for them to be on a computer or an iPad all day right now. I mean, you look around at most of our friends and probably most of our friends are utilizing technology all the time. So it's different than the way we grew up, but I don't think it is necessarily a bad thing all the time. I think we got to be a little bit more optimistic about how kids, how these skills could really help kids in the future. Okay. That's good to know. Um, all right. So I want to play a little, little game here. So I failed to mention off the top that 
So you were my favorite beer pong partner. Uh, I don't know if we were that good together. Like, I don't know how many games we won, but it was just always a good time. Honestly, good vibes. Good vibes, for sure. Vibes, for sure. The best pairing was Corey Dredges and Megan Gray, I believe. They were unstoppable together. They were a great tandem. Uh, But I loved having you as my partner. So I challenged you with the question. Uh, We're both going to give our answers here. I want to put together a flip cup team. I'm going to put together a team of five excluding ourselves i guess so five people that you would want on your flip cup team now this doesn't necessarily mean that you're trying to win the game okay you're at a party you're playing five on five flip cup well i guess six on six in this in this case six on six flip cup you're just trying to have a good time so you want to be with people and this is more so like celebrities you know like famous people whatever out there that you would want to have on your flip cup team so uh We can go one by one here while you think I'll give you uh, my first one. Okay, so I said I, a somewhat similar question was asked a few weeks ago, and I said Halsey. I'm not going to say Halsey this time because that's like too easy of an answer for me. But I'm going to steal one from you that I think you might pick. I choose Megan Rapino. I think Ooh. Megan Rapino is one of the coolest women out there. Like she is just oozing like with confidence and I bet she's so much fun to be around in a party setting life of the party type deal. People gravitate toward her. I would want Megan Rapinoe of us soccer fame on my team. Wow. That's a hard one to top. I have to respect that, that answer as well. That's that's I wanted to say before you got there, Mm. You know, I I was thinking more like Clifton Park homies, so I might I might go down oh, that path okay. well, first. We can, we can do that as well. Okay, I I think you would have to be on my team if that's even possible. If you could be on two teams at once, just because of all the mems, of course. Um, number two, I think I'm gonna have to go with Anna Botino. That girl, oh. she's she's got the best energy. She's like the highlight of any party. And of course, she's like a super athlete as well. So she's also a great drinker. So she can drink. She is a great athlete. And she's a great time. She's one of my best friends. So got to have you and Anna. I guess I could just give you two. Okay. All right, your turn. Okay. All right. So on my team, I've got my first pick then of Clifton Park homies. I got to choose Liana. I love Liana, like another life of the party type girl, also a girl who can drink, loves to have a good time. She's loud. Like I'm kind of an early riser. So Mm -hmm. I kind of fade earlier in the night than most people are. Liana will not allow that to happen for me. She will wake me up. She'll slap me in the face. I'm going to choose Liana with my first pick. Now, kind of along the lines of your Anna Bo pick. All right. I need an athlete. I got to go with the Prince of Clifton Park himself, Phil Barrett. Yeah. Another D1, he, he's D1 choice. soccer mm-hmm. athlete. I mean, Sienna, okay. but I oh, guess it'll do. I guess it'll do. All right. <sighs> Trying to think who else is a good choice. Got to put in some Justin Yurchak. Oh, Come on. Yep, Not yep, only yeah. a, a great athlete, very great guy. I don't know what his drinking skills are like these days. Hopefully nowhere like. He's uh, a baseball player. They drink a lot. Okay, good. Nowhere like his senior year of high school, because he was he wasn't that great of a drinker back then. <laughs> easy ball. Uh, yeah, he's definitely got to be on it. So I got three. Mm, who else? I feel like Justin Megan is like Megan Gray. 
Got to yeah. put her on there too. You might have to count and, them as, as just one person, to be honest. You're right. Yeah. yeah. Always a great combo. Justin and Megan right. combo. Your turn. I'll think. I'll try to think of like a celebrity who I'd want. Okay. Let's see. I've got Liana and Phil. I, man, I love Shannon, but I just, she's not good. I, I never have any memories of her being good. Oh, poor Shannon. <laughs> kinds of things. She's my best friend in the world. I've given her a much uh, enough love. So I think I'm going to have to choose another member of that best friend triumvirate of Liana, Shannon, and Taylor Hennigan. So I'm choosing okay. Choosing Tay okay. Henny, like one of my favorite people in the world, hands down. So much fun to be around. Every time I'm around her, I'm I'm so happy. Like no, I can be super down in life, and I see that Tay Henny smile, and I am pumped. So I'm choosing. Oh Tay yeah, Henny. it's the laugh. The laugh will get Great you. Laugh. It's contagious. So personable. Like oh, yeah. She, she, has this big smile that like I fell for in sixth grade and like has me to this day. That's so nice. (laughs) I'm all right. How many I have Megan, Justin, Anna, you. So I need two more people on my team, man. This is such a struggle. I feel like uh, high school Michaela would definitely be saying some Dave Matthews on there too. We're and on your team or we're listening to Dave or both? On the t- oh, he would probably be uh, – I don't think we'd be listening to him if we were playing a drinking game. But I feel like he would be pretty good at the actual game as well. And, you know, if I have Dave, I got to have Ben on my team. For wow. Sure. Oh, that hurts. That hurts. <laughs> I, ben would be so upset if I didn't put him on the same team as Dave. So, yeah. you know, I just got to look out for my friends here. Okay. Well, if you're going to do that to me, then I'm taking SJP from you. Is your high school. That's rough. Maybe. She's also, uh, she's a great drinker. So. Oh, yeah. yeah. And her Buffalo Bills won this last, uh, this past weekend. So I hope yeah. that she and her boyfriend, Zach, enjoyed a. 30 rack of Labat Blue Lights. <laughs> that Bills win. Uh, I also have to choose Corey Dragis, you know, because, I mean, he takes – he he borders on the edge of, like, takes it too seriously. Yeah. But, I respect that, though, not, for sure. Yeah, and, like, not seriously enough to the point that it's annoying. So I'm, yeah. take, I'm taking Corey Dragis. So, in total, my, my CP team is, is Liana, Phil, Tay Henny, SJP and Corey Dragis. Now, I also, as maybe like off on my bench, I want John Collins. I need some comedic relief in there. Oh, yeah. I think that's a good choice. Oh, off my bench. Oh, man. I remember I was at Tori's house um, one night, uh, Scott, Scotty Mount Pleasant, and he was going wild the whole night. Wow. Yelling out about something. So he'd probably be off the bench just straight energy wise. Classic La Rose bangers. Good times. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Great times. <laughs> when her parents like went to Sweden for like two weeks. That was a great time. Remember all those things that we used to do like when we were underage? I remember parties at Kyle Hubschmidt's house and he'd di- give us directions to the point where like hey you have to park you know a mile away and walk or his sister 
we would park in the Hanford parking lot, the exit 11 parking lot. And his sister would come like shuttle us over. She'd come pick up a group of five, like every 10 minutes, literally like a Should we be doing this right now? Is this really a good idea? Is this worth the one mile walk? It was, it was. Oh yeah. No, good times. Uh, Celebrity wise. I'll just run, run through the people that I was going to choose. Megan Rapinoe. I want Lil Wayne on my team. That'd be a great time. AOC. I think she's really cool. I'd want her. Uh, Leo DiCaprio, because um, all the girls are going to go up to Leo DiCaprio, and he's probably going to deny all of them, so they have to find the next best thing, which will be me. Oh, okay. And uh, I'm also choosing, and this is a shameless plug, uh, Conor McGregor, because he he fights this weekend. Visit ESPNplus.com slash PPP for more details. And... uh, (laughs) No, it'd be fun to have a crazy Irish man at the party. Oh, yeah. I mean, he could definitely drink, so. And if anyone wants to fight me, well, you got to see yeah. my response. It sounds like you got it all figured out, Troy. That's okay. an excellent plan. Let's go. Well, I look forward to whenever we can, like, put these teams together in person again at some point, whenever that will be safe in the world to do. Uh, I guess my, my, my last question for you would be, Obviously, all of this shit has happened in 2020 and now 2021 it hasn't stopped and vaccines are coming out. But who, again, slower than we thought. Who knows what's going to happen? Trying times for us all. Like, how have you tried to keep in perspective and stay positive? Man, that's a tough question just because, uh, like we said before, I feel like things are changing all the time and as much as things are changing, it's hard to keep the same mindset. Um, initially, when all this started happening, it was really tough just being far from home, not having like a job to go to, always staying home constantly, not having family or really close friends around. It was, it's been tough for sure. But um, I think for me, just trying to focus on my health has been my number one priority this throughout all these months, um, eating good food, getting enough vitamin D, getting outside, um, been trying to stay steady with the gym and, um, you know, making new achievements at the gym is something that's important to me. Um, and I guess just trying to say as positive and empathetic for others as I can, um, as much as, my life, I think, could be really crappy at times. I look and I see what a lot of the families and a lot of what my students are really going through and what they are actually struggling with. And it definitely is a huge reality a reality check for me. Um, so just trying to be empathetic towards others and try to help others as much as I can, even though, you know, things are going on with me as well. So it's not always as easy as I'm saying it can be times can be tough um just with work right now but just trying to stay positive and push through yeah I agree with that I mean it's it's hard because there's very very few people who are thriving during all of this I think we're all worse off in in some way I'm dealing with my own non-covid related health issues and like there's a lot of stressors going on. And so and a lot of it has been brought on by the pandemic throughout this whole time. Um, but again, you know, I haven't really lost 
lost anyone. I haven't lost a job. I haven't, um, you know, I'm not living paycheck to paycheck or banking on the government helping me out or anything like that. So whenever I am finding myself like getting mad at the world or, um, you know, God, like this freaking virus, like I need it to go away and just think like, dude, there are people, millions of people who have been around the world affected by this more than you. And that's the other thing about it. It's like, this has literally touched every single person in the world in some way. This is not just affecting me. It's affecting everybody in some way. So just kind of like just suck it up and like realize what you got. Yeah, that's good. I mean, sometimes you got to be real with yourself too and know that things are hard. You know, you say you have other health conditions outside of COVID. I mean, you got to keep that into account and still take care of yourself. But yeah, I think it's important just to let your problems like not be everyone else's problems too. just kind of stay positive with where you're at. Amen. Michaela, uh, thank you so much for joining me. I'm so proud of you. I'm so proud that, that you're out there. You're doing something that you love in a place that you love. doesn't sound like you're going to be leaving anytime soon. If you do go to grad school, it'll be online. So, uh, you know, you're living there, good situation, good boyfriend, good food, good son. You're in great shape and uh, I'm so happy for you. So thank you so much for joining me and uh, good luck with everything. And I hope to see you soon. Thank you so much, Troy. And good luck to you too. I'm so happy we were able to catch up. Aloha. So that was my conversation with Michaela Foley, another just amazing person and a, a long line of friends from back home. She was in that group that I talked about with her that I talked about with Sarah Jane, this amazing group of friends that really came together that culminated in my senior year. So this is 2013 into 14. I'm talking about Megan Gray, Sarah Jane Phillips, Michaela Foley, Ben Simpson, Tori LaRose, Liana Giampetti, Shannon McNall, um, Corey Dragis, like the list goes on and on and on. Nick Danini, Jake Penman, Kyle Hubschmidt, like the whole crew, my whole my whole group message of friends. Just all these people that mean so much to me, and I'm sure I've left someone out. I'm talking at like 1 a.m. right now, so my mind's kind of scatterbrained, but really enjoyed catching up with Michaela. She's living an awesome life. I'm so happy for her. When I was talking to her before, I was like, yeah, she is never leaving. She loves this place, and I'm so happy for her. I I have so much respect for people who know what they want to be doing and they know where they want to be doing it because I think that is what I'm searching for in my life. I know what I want to be doing. I know where I want to go. What I'm hung up on right now is how do I get there? Michaela's there. She's found it. She's happy. She's content. She's killing it. And, uh, you know, I think that's what we all want for our friends, right? So I'm super proud of her. Thank you, Michaela, for joining me. Hope you keep loving life out there. And uh, as much as I want you to come back, I hope you don't. <laughs> you uh, you clearly belong out there. You are among, even though you're just the lone white girl out on Oahu. Seems like your place. So super happy for you. Enjoy the DMB and the Mumford and Sons vibes out there. I hope they still got some of that going out there. We've uh, enjoyed some amazing concerts in our day. Gosh, I mean, all. The parties we attended, she was my great beer pong partner. She had a great house that was good for uh, getting together and whatnot. So I love Mock and uh, many good memories with her. That was this week's episode of the Troy Farkas Show. You can listen 
download, subscribe, wherever you get your podcasts. I love getting feedback. I love when people message me, talk to me about the show. I, you know, I'm, listen, like I'm a novice at this when it comes to hosting a podcast and all these things and what are people interested in. I'm certainly curious about a lot of things. What are other people curious about? If there's anything you guys want to hear or if there's a person you want to hear of or there's something you want me to talk about, let me know. I'm an open book. I love talking about things. I love finding out more about things. I love doing research. I love deep introspection, as you probably know, um, because I, I think we live in a distracted world, and it takes a certain amount of effort to try to um, you know dig into your own mind. So I'm down to talk about anything, whether it's on air, off air, with anyone that listens to the show. Let me know what you like, what you don't like. Leave a review on Apple Podcasts. You can listen on any of the places that you get podcasts. Uh, I'll be back next week. More friends more conversations with myself, maybe some I'll share, maybe some I will not, I will talk to, like I said in the SJP podcast last week, still a lot of things I can't really talk about in my life, I want to, trust me, I want to, now it's not the time, but I'll get there, or you can hit me up individually, and I'll let you know what's going on, but until then, Trey Parker Show, thank you everyone for listening, peace and love y'all, peace and love.